Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, one of the hosts for the longest-running Dynasty-focused podcast on the planet, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you an episode packed with relevant and actionable Dynasty information that you can use to help win your league. When I'm in the host chair, we might even play a game or two. We are always open to topic suggestions, so if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, please let us know. Thanks for listening. DLF family, a podcast that's James the Braid. I don't have anything unique to say here, but I was too proud to say that before we started recording. Uh, so that's that's it. That's Stompy Sam Lane. Did you know the devil put dinosaur bones on this earth to stray us away from God? That's Mr. Yinza, Brian Har. How you doing? <laughs> best, best one ever. I thought you were just gonna just gonna do the can open. <laughs> that, was, that was gonna be your whole intro. I am John. Does not play well with other. Well, does not play well with Stompy Hogue. And this is the Super Flex Super Show. Welcome back, super friends. And before we get started with this episode, in which, uh, unfortunately, yeah, me and Stompy are going to have to cooperate somehow as we navigate this super flex startup draft. We're going we're gonna to have to play with each other, John. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was such uh, a, that was a softball, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a whole, a whole new meaning to the word fantasy football here on the super show tonight. But uh, before we get to that though, we've got to talk with Brian Har because, uh, because Shep, this is no longer a guest appearance. This is this is the newest member of the Superflex Super Show. One of our one of our new co-hosts, Brian Har. How does that sound? It sounds great to me. I, I hope it sounds great to the listeners and to you guys as well. I'm super excited about this opportunity. Uh, really appreciate the three of you and excited about this thing moving forward. Really excited to see where it goes. Dream come true for me, man. It's uh, we've we've been we've been talking t- together for. I mean, I think that you, the way I understood it, you bought a microphone for a guest appearance on the the on the Superflex podcast, and uh, it, it, the rest is is football history, fantasy football history. Yeah, that's that is actually a true story. Uh, the the guest appearance uh, on the Superflex Pod uh, was my first podcasting appearance, and uh, I did. I went out and bought a mic on Amazon. Still using it today. So nice um, with that with the the glowing crystal in the middle. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that thing. That thing is uh, it's it's distracting a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> But uh, in a good way, it, it just kind of illuminates the entire room and makes it seem like this is somebody that you want to listen to right here. 
He's got the lightsaber of of uh, microphones. You know how oh. I know you're a dummy. <sighs> what? You get distracted by bright lights and and shiny oh. things. No, yeah, no, that's that's fair. i i thought that we were gonna have something to actually argue about there but no that's that's totally true you know what i love about Tannehill's gonna be the qb uh for Uh, yeah no you're right no i i i will pause for that fact absolutely um you know what i love about that story though with brian is that it's so it's it's football. It's it's basically a football story. Brian was on, you know, he he was on our preseason roster. And and you know, he like he made his debut on the Superflex Super Show and someone saw it and was like, damn, like we gotta get him. And eventually he became a superstar over on the Trade Addicts pod. And we were just kind of like, Man, you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta get our guy back here. And uh and now he's pulling double duty, like he's like the Bo Jackson, he can do baseball and football and so so we got our guy we got our guy back and uh and so it's it's like a happy football story you know um the hometown kid comes back home to to you know to resume his career so i think uh i think that's always a heartwarming you know a heartwarming story not not as much as like the tom brady story but it's up there yeah Yeah, like a disney movie you you guys can uh compare me to bo jackson anytime you want just make sure it's in his prime um and, and not necessarily <laughs> not, not with the not with the messed up hip. Did yeah. you know that he actually never ran for a thousand yards? No. Did I he mean, really? No, never. never ran for a thousand yards in his career. Wow. Hmm. The more you know. He broke a bat over his knee, though. Yeah. He, was- listen, he is a monster of a human being. Like <laughs> he can like shoot like bow and arrow with his feet. It's crazy. Where did Chris Hogan play lacrosse at? Penn State. Oh, good. I, I figured since we're informing in the masses, <laughs> that is something that we should probably make sure that they know. So awesome. God, I, I definitely feel at home now. I mean, now that we got Penn State into the show uh, and, and in a somewhat positive manner, that's, that's uh, good news. All we're missing is a Saquon Barkley reference in there. Don't you worry. Yeah. But, by the way, James decided to welcome our new host, maybe not welcome, but decided to agitate our new host this week. So way to go, James. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that's what I'm here for. Our, our, uh, see, Brian is, is a Steelers fan, for those of you that don't know. And as the resident Browns fan, I have to make sure that he understands that uh, Browns, Browns are represented first on this show. Um, mm. And I'm quite certain that that's not going to be um, how this how this unfolds anymore. But, uh, but you know, in my mind, it's got to be that way. So I had to, I had to like you know, like pee on my territory kind of thing. You know, I had to like make sure it was marked. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I, uh, I I'll try not to uh, pee anywhere, but uh, yeah, no, I it was all good. I'm, I'm, uh, I was uh, not worried about the uh, the welcome. It was, uh, it was warm and and runny and yellow. So, all right, ma'am. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> It is so great to have you here, though, Shep. And uh, so just to be clear, though, uh, Trade Addicts podcast is still alive and well. We're just borrowing Brian Haar from our friend Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher. Um, and uh, as, as he joins the team here at the Super Show, and uh, it's going to be part of a, a huge effort for us to uh, in, enhance the in-season value and uh, help out with 
just all of the roster management um, in season and uh, and I mean beyond. Well, this is going to be a year round effort, but uh, it it starts here, and uh, we're already bringing in some big guns, starting with our man Brian Har. But uh, we should get to this episode uh, because we've got a lot to get to here. Uh, this is going to be a mock draft, essentially, um, something that we haven't done a whole lot of. I, I personally don't know how useful it really is when podcasts do a mock draft. Uh, that that I, I don't know. Is that hot takey? It, it just doesn't feel like a super useful thing, generally speaking. But... Uh, this one we've got to we've got to send a shout out to a guy who definitely is not listening to this show, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the innovator of the quote unquote reach around Paul Charchian from Fantasy Football Weekly um, and James instead of coming to the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo to hang out with me and Stompy and so many others uh, instead went to Minnesota to to watch the fantasy football weekly training camp fantasy football training camp with paul charchi and scott fish matt harrison and brian johnson and one of the staples of that particular show is an exercise that they call the reach round which is a mock draft where uh in each round you're taking a player with an adp one round later and so that's what we're going to do today and actually, I'll let you set this up, James. This was kind of your brainchild after after seeing the training camp. So um, if if I haven't completely given away what we're doing here, I'm going to let you uh, fill in the blanks. No, that was fantastic. So, yeah, that's that's essentially what we're going to do. We're going to split up into two teams. Uh, so John and Stompy are going to create their own team. They're going to build their own roster by reaching a round ahead. So in the first round, they're going to take someone that has an ADP in the second round. We'll be using DLF uh, ADP, Superflex ADP, over at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. You can find that. So that's the ADP we're going to be using. Um, and so we're going to start with guys who have a second round uh, average draft position, and we're going to say pick which one we would take in the first round. And then um, after uh, we uh, we do that, our teammates going to uh, to kind of give their feedback on that pick and let us know kind of what they think. Uh, then we'll open it up in case anybody else has any comments. But that's basically going to be the structure on this thing. We're going to see who can build the better roster. Brian, you and I, Team JB, uh, are going are gonna to be are going to be together. And, uh, and, and uh and and sir stomp a lot and uh and and mr hogue there are going to have their own team so we should we should easily be able to defeat them brian i i expect it at this what, point so what was your team name i'm sorry what was that was you have to speak name? a little louder next time i'm a trifle deaf in the right ear but we can get this started now john whenever you're <laughs> ready but <laughs> <laughs> i i'm trying to procrastinate because um i i know that we're in for a battle and I mean, it starts here in the first round where we're reaching for a player in the second round with an ADP in the second round. So nobody in the top 12 is going to end up drafted in this draft. Everybody knows, you know, in the first round you're taking, you know, it is as much as I think it's a mistake in a super flex. You're going you're 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 going to take Saquon Barkley. You're going to take Alvin Kamara. You're going to take Christian McCaffrey. You're going to take DeAndre Hopkins. So we're going to what we're proposing is 
you know, later in the first round, there's some guys worth reaching for with second round ADPs just because you're not going to have another shot at these guys. I would even say, I would even argue early in the first round is where you want to reach for some of these guys because if, you know, it, you're likely not going to have another shot to get them in your in your draft. It's it's not likely that they're going to fall all the way to the end of the second round for you in a snake draft. So this is a time to get your guy, and this is how we do it. But the problem here is uh, Stompy is going to go first for yeah. our team. And, yes. <laughs> And I'm really, I'm really hoping he decides to do the right thing here, um, because Aaron Rodgers, by the way, does have a second round ADP. But uh, we'll see what happens. How uh, is that possible, John? How is how is the 1.01 have a second round ADP? I know because I'm not. I can't run everybody's draft for him in in every league on earth. <laughs> That that must be it. Yeah, that must be it. I'm doing my best. I'm I'm trying my best to drive his ADP up, but the highest I can get is uh, two oh two. That's uh, that's where his ADP lies right now. So yeah, let's get it started with you, Stomp, and uh, make a pick for our team and do the right thing. Oh, I I am going to do the right thing, but do it. Apparently, our definitions Aaron of Rogers. right thing is is different. It's Aaron so. Rodgers is the right thing. The it's only not. Right thing. You just, you, it's my pick. So you shush. Take Aaron Rodgers. I'm not doing it. Um, do it. I should take Baker Mayfield just to piss you off. <laughs> that would piss you off. I know. Or they would piss me off. It, it was like, like cut off the, my nose despite my face. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually going to go with, you're going to hate it. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. I mean, I like Nick Chubb, but you're taking a running back with our first pick, you sinner. I mean, listen, we, you and I both have different ways of going about Superflex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, there's a correct way to do it, and there's, <laughs> a and, there's the, and there's the way that you end up picking Nick Chubb with your first pick. Well, I mean, I did it because I think running back – is a lot more shallow than QB. So I'm going with Nick Chubb. How could that even be possible when there are only 32 starting NFL quarterbacks? Like, How does it get more shallow than that? In terms of talent? There's even fewer than 32. That's, that is correct. Yeah. There's like, there's like fifth, like maybe 10. I feel comfortable with as my RB one. Wow. Don't 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 you <laughs> dare come at me like that. <laughs> this is how this entire episode is going to be. So uh, all right, just take Nick Chubb. All right, I'm taking Nick Chubb. Listen, the guy is You're gonna hate my pick too, but that's the fine. The guy is arguably the best pure runner in the game. I mean him and like Zeke. Wow. What? Wow. What do you what do you wow? What's wow? you're honestly going to say in front of a Penn state fan, that Nick Chubb is a better runner than Saquon Barkley. 
I did say, I just said that. Yes. As a running back, as a running, running back. Yes. As an overall running back, Saquon Barkley is better. Man. Good save. Well, I I know this. No, it's it's not. I don't agree with that. How don't you agree with that? I mean, if only there was a way for these two to have been measured against each other athletically. What? How, how does same, that? Hold on. How does that have anything? Field at the same time. How does that have anything to do? His at Saquon Barkley is more athletic. Yes, that's not. Yeah. That's not what this argument is. Yeah. What this what argument is has to do with him as a running back, as a running running back, as the runner. He is a better runner than Saquon Barkley. He is arguably the best in but the Saquon game. But Saquon Barkley is better, is more athletic. But I, how do again? What no does it have to do with anything? He could be super athletic and still have horrendous vision. He doesn't, by the way, but he does tend to have more negative runs than Nick Chubb. He has. He's more of a bounce it outside type of runner than Nick Chubb is. Nick Chubb is a better pure running back than Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is the better all around player than Nick Chubb. Oh man. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, I hate this pick and we have a bunch of them to to get through. I don't think either of us is going to be happy with the other one's pick the entire way through. So instead of arguing on behalf of Saquon Barkley, I'll just <laughs> move this like, I'm not even, But you, I'm not even getting pushback from Brian here. So what does that tell you? I'm just waiting my turn, man. I, I'm trying not to get in trouble here. Listen, listen. First yeah. episode, dude. Chubb, <laughs> Chubb was ninth in evaded tackles despite only starting like the, what was he, 10 games last season? He was 11th yep. in juke rate. Uh, like I, I don't know what else to tell you. He he ran, he was he had number he was he was ranked ten tenth with defenders in the box. Like he is a one of the best, if not the best, runners as a running back in the game, all around. But there are better like all around running backs. David Johnson's probably a better all around running back. So Quan Barkley's a better all around running back, regardless. Because of the ADP, I feel like Chubb is the best running back in the second round. Okay, well, I I can agree with that part. That's uh, so far off from satisfactory to me, but (laughs) I I do agree with the fact that Nick Chubb is better than the other running backs uh, with second round ADP. By the way, we're using DLF's July Superflex ADP. Uh, for for dynasty purposes, um, so uh, just so everybody can kind of follow along, if you want, just log on to dynastyleaguefootball.com, check out that that July ADP for Superflex. Right now, we're compiling the new August ADP. Uh, we don't have nearly enough compiled to uh, to complete this episode, so we're we're going all the way back to July. So there's a very good chance that all of this looks different. Um, as soon as the August ADP comes out, but let's get to Brian's pick. And uh, uh, man, I, I can only hope that you guys are on the same page better than uh, me and my my partner here. Uh, so first and foremost, you—I mean, I of course I can't let 
I can't let that whole conversation happen and not say something about Saquon Barkley in, in this whole thing. Um, I do think, I think I understand where you're coming from, Stompy. I think for me, it probably don't No, but I think it probably has more to do with style of running as opposed to, and I think style of running and offensive lines, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley played behind a not so great offensive line here at Penn state. And then, Oh, of course, the Giants disaster uh, last year, and he still did what he did. They're just different. I mean, I, I think what you said about Barkley being a cut the ball outside, you know, bounce bounce outside guy, that, that absolutely is who he is. I mean, he's looking to take it to the house on every play. Chubb is looking to hit the hole and see what's there afterwards, you know, and, and, and he's capable of taking it the whole way. Absolutely. We saw that on a 94 yard touchdown run against Oakland early in the, you know, in, in the season. So he's certainly capable. I just think he's also a player that takes what defenses will give him. So he's, he's not going to get those negative plays on the plays where Barkley loses three, trying to turn it into a 50 yard run. Chubb's going to probably get, get four or three, and and not lose the yardage there. And so I, I mean I think I understand and, and I do agree based on the I mean I mean I know it's not my team, but I do agree based on the uh, the ADP uh, that Chubb is not a bad pick. However, um, so I can I can almost assure you that James and I probably aren't going to be on the same page at least in this round either uh, because no, I am I I am taking Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh. You know, I, I know team is so much better than already <laughs> after one pick. God, one you round. are so dramatic. Like we're, <laughs> we're screwed. How are we ever? We're going to screwed. We're team? never coming back from this. It's over. <laughs> I'm picking Jameis Winston just to piss you off. <laughs> that would do it. That would definitely do it. But I mean, at this point, we can't make this any worse. So, you know, oh, my God, the drama right now is just it's real. The dr- You are so dramatic. <laughs> <sighs> Brian, tell us how awesome Aaron Rodgers is and how much better your team is going to be because of it. Well, I, for me, the, so this is it. This was pretty easy for me because I, I think I build my teams somewhat similarly to you, John, uh, in, in terms of uh, super flex startups, um, you know, quarterbacks early and often. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback available based on the parameters that we've set around this draft. There's only two quarterbacks with second round ADP. Um, if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, three, um, but he's the best of the three. And, and, and I think he's probably to me, he's still a top five quarterback. I think I have him third in my rankings still. Um, so fourth, I have him fourth in my ranking. So, I mean, I think, you know, starting your team in a super flex league with a guy like Aaron Rodgers that you can pretty much count on for 30 touchdowns and single digit interceptions uh, is a pretty darn good way to start. I know James is going to get on here in a minute and argue about uh, Aaron Rodgers hitting that cliff and and not being the same Aaron Rodgers we're used to. Um, I don't agree. I mean, he was quarterback six last year in a quote unquote down year. Um, so, you know, with an offense that was decimated by some injuries. So I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think Rogers is going to rebound this year. I really do uh, new offense. Yeah. But I think he's probably happy with that, to be honest. Um, 
uh, you know, and the weapons are still there. Devontae Adams is going to see a ton of targets. Aaron Jones, hopefully being healthy, turns into the back that we all think he can uh, be and and catch the ball out of the backfield and and do some of that uh, like he did in the middle of last season. So, um, yeah, so I'm going with Aaron Rodgers here to start us off. And, um, yeah, we'll see what James thinks about that. I'm interested. I got to say, Brian, I feel like we won twice. I, I would not have taken Aaron Rodgers there, but there is an argument to be made to know who you're drafting with. And you just sent a team into full-on tilt mode. I almost guarantee John is going to take a quarterback next round. Now that we have Aaron Rodgers and he knows that Stompy passed on a quarterback, my goodness. We have I'm just taking Carson Wentz. We, we just backed him into a corner. And you see, he's already announcing his pick. He's yeah, not even on the clock yet. I, I would have wait, I would have waited still. We have, we already <laughs> we have already sent this team into full on tilt mode. So while I would not have taken Rodgers there, I just feel like I feel like we're better off having Rodgers on our team and just watching the world burn at this point. So I'm good with the pick, Brian. I am good in this in this situation, in this scenario. I think I'm good with it. Nice. I love it. God. All right. I, I'm so I'm a little bit tempted to take maybe Le'Veon Bell. I, I know that James for sure Ugh. is a Le'Veon Bell fan, and I think that Brian is as well. Just with the the intent of dangling both Nick Chubb and Le'Veon Bell in return for Aaron Rodgers once this draft is over. But um, just because I, I, I mean, it's entirely possible that this just, I, I mean, this just kind of ends after this draft in this case. So we're going with Carson Wentz because we have to have a quarterback. Oh, we, we were going to get a quarterback. You just need to relax guy. Oh, we, yeah, we were going to, I mean, yeah, we're going to end up with quarterbacks. There's no doubt about it, but I would have, I would have had some options here if, if, if had we had, options. if we had Aaron Rodgers already on roster, we, <laughs> so with an ADP of 25th overall, so the first pick of the third round here in the second round, we're going to take Carson Wentz just to get us a quarterback on roster. Uh, and, and it's not just that it's a consolation prize here. Uh, I, he, he, I legitimately have him ranked as my fifth quarterback. I, people are way too down on Carson Wentz just because he's dealt with injuries for the last two years. But the thing people forget is he was well on his way to an MVP season two years ago. And I, I, if he had stayed healthy, if he had finished that season – we would have been we would have been talking about him the exact same way we've been talking about Pat Mahomes for the last several months. So the the fact that he falls all the way to the third round makes it a slam dunk for me. Uh, that and in all honesty, I mean, full transparency, he probably would have been the pick anyways, which is probably why Stompy went with a running back to start. But uh, I mean, it just becomes even more of a necessity now that. Uh, we uh, we blew our first pick, and now we're just trying to pick up the pieces. Who's next? God, you just you're just gonna be bitching this whole time, aren't you? The whole time, Jesus. I want I want you to, but I want you to look at who's available in this third. Oh, round. I know. Yeah, yeah. When it co- when it comes to running backs, I want you to look who's available. Who's Lev, Lev Bell? Lev Bell. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, I wasn't going to be able to take a exactly a running. Like, back. And, and, but here's the other thing, like, and Kyler you, Murray, you, you know, <laughs> there's, uh, there's our running back. You're going to vomit. Um, <laughs> yep. 
so I, I like how you, you, you say, oh, it's not just a, it's not a consolation prize. Carson Wentz is your RB or your QB one. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be happy with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, I I, I think I, a start of Carson Wentz and Nick Chubb, a lot of people will be happy with that. Probably. I think people probably would generally take, although, I mean, ADP suggests otherwise here, but I think most people would probably take Russell Wilson over Carson yeah. Wentz. Um, I think people would take Kyler Murray over Carson Wentz, as crazy as that is. Yeah, I can get that. There are definitely some people um, that we've seen reach for Kyler. I don't love it just because it's a new offensive system. He's a rookie. Um, yeah. he, he's very small, and I, I get like, okay, stop being a sizeist when it comes to quarterbacks. But even like these smaller guys like Russell Wilson – are five what five ten like two hundred plus pounds, whereas Kyler Murray probably play his playing weights around one ninety something, and he's five nine. He's just a small dude. Yeah, and he like see over that offensive line, right? And and but but my concern is like one hit from like a D defensive tackle, Aaron Donald, he play, he play, yep. and he, a divorced Buckner. I mean, he That's plays monster defenses in the NFC West. Yeah, he's going to get shellacked one time, and does that scare him from running the ball, which is one of his biggest strengths? Right. Um, so yeah, and and then with Russell Wilson, I, I we we really have to take into account that his touchdown percentage last season was two points above what he normally throws, and he's not going to be as efficient. That's a run first offense. I think they do throw a little bit more, but when we're talking about a little bit more over 427 attempts last season, and you're probably looking at sub 500, probably closer to 450. I'm not, I'm not trusting that as much as I, as good of a quarterback as Russell Wilson is, he's just not going to get the volume. That's going to make me comfortable with him as my QB one. And he could very likely drop out of the QB one, um, maybe not conversation, but he could end up not being a QB one this season. Yeah, that's yeah. That almost feels like a slam dunk. I mean, he wasn't last year, you know, in, and yeah, you figure some, some negative regression in the, you know, in the passing touchdown column and then some positive regression in the rushing touchdown, probably just kind of balance each other out more than anything. But I I don't see a way for him to to you know to improve on what was he quarterback like thirteen fourteen something like that somewhere well, in that range I don't I don't see a, a way one I believe he was nine uh, he was nine yeah really okay yeah like he was but I mean that just tells you tells you how difficult it's going to be for him as efficient as he was he threw thirty five touchdowns on four hundred twenty seven attempts. And yeah. it was like an 8.2% touchdown percentage. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I just don't know how he's able to maintain them. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we ended up on the same page on a, on a couple things there. We'll, uh, we'll call that a win and let James make a pick. Yeah, this is interesting. So looking at this round, man, there's a bunch of guys who I think are landmines, guys who I wouldn't even take at their current ADP. I'd take them later. 
Um, so some of the guys that are on this list, like Amari Cooper for me, Antonio Brown, um, Tyler <laughs> Murray, Jared Goff, Adam Thielen, like these are guys I don't want any part of. Yeah, you did. Good Lord. Hey, hey, the guy's already got a foot issue. Come on. All right. Let's let's that's enough. But anyways, the guy I'm going to take is going to be a 25 year old receiver. He just happens to be good. And that's Stefan Diggs. Uh, I'm going to take Stefan Diggs here. I like all right. All right. I'm not alone on this. I like Diggs a lot. Um, you know, when you look at Adam Thielen, he's 29 years old. Diggs is 25. I think he's the unquestioned number one there. I think if, if Minnesota is smart, they're going to really uh, make him the number one wide receiver there. I think Kirk Cousins has a better season, his second in Minnesota. I think that offense is better as a whole. If Delvin Cook stays healthy, that's just going to help Stephon Diggs. I see more scoring opportunities for Minnesota, and I think that helps Diggs. He's a, a decent uh, threat in the red zone. So, to me, Diggs is is the pick here, um, and it sounds like Brian was uh, was pretty pretty on board with that. So I think I did my partner right there. Is that right, Brian? Absolutely, sir. I'm a big Diggs guy. I like him too. All the reasons you mentioned. Um, it, this is guy is one of the best route runners in the game. Uh, just he's open all the time. You know, uh, I mean, if if Adam Thielen wasn't there, uh, and and not so decent on the other side, I mean, he'd be just an absolute monster he'd be a bigger monster than he already is so um i really like i really like digs and i was hoping um i was hoping you were kind of leaning in that direction i i think there's a lot of guys in this round you mentioned some that you didn't like i think there's a lot of guys that i do i like digs i like keenan allen i like russell wilson um in that adp um but but i'm very pleased with this pick uh, i think we're off to a hot start my friend well, I'm so happy for you guys that it's just this is just a party for you two. This is just a celebration. He's of, still of their salty. Friendship. He's still salty over that first. He part. he so he salty. really is more See, grumpy than you. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah officially, yeah, I, I'm the grumpier one. You just it just doesn't quite come through in my my tone of voice quite as much. I don't have that gr that gravelly angry voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm far more grumpy especially when i when i have to sit there and watch somebody make the correct pick see because what they did by taking aaron Rodgers with their first pick it allowed them to for the next several picks they can ignore the quarterback position whereas i was thrust into a position where i had to take a quarterback because we didn't have one and i was getting really twitchy about it i mean that's your own issue i suppose i don't know yeah, but you made it my issue. It's your turn. Make a make a pick and get it right this time. I don't know what right here means to you. Oh, I don't know. I haven't even looked. I could I could pick the the guy right at the back end of the fourth here to make That's one fine. one person unhappy and one person happy. I'm not going <laughs> to just to piss you off some more. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to try and force your hand a little bit too. Um I'm gonna go with Carry on Johnson. We're on the same team, by the way. You're not supposed to be. No, no, no. I'm trying to force your hand because I know what I would want to pick in the next round. So I'm gonna say oh. Carry. I'm gonna say Carry on Johnson. I um, see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Ah, we'll uh, I see. We'll yeah, see. I see that too. Okay. And I'm not. And it's. I. I understand we're on the same team. Relax. <laughs> okay. So Aaron Jones has an ADP of 48. Carry on Johnson has an ADP of 40. 40. Yep. And uh, by the way, Aaron Jones is 
the better back on the better offense. Uh, oh my uh, god, that's so wrong. But that's, I, I, that's not not my fight. Fine, Brian okay. Har. This is why you're here. <laughs> All right. Oh my. I I, I I that that one's tough for me. I, I love Aaron what? Jones. Listen, listen, listen. I I I it's not that I don't love Aaron Jones. I just I think this is gonna it, be a three on one. No, 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 no. I it I'm not saying three on one. I'm saying look, here's the thing. You gotta remember, I'm the trade guy. So I'm always thinking about value. I'm not necessarily thinking about like who I'd rather have in my start. I, I mean, I, I mean I am at the end of the day you got to put the guys in, in your lineup. Right. But I'm always thinking about value too. So carry on's just, he's, he's valued higher and he's easier to move. I found in, in the leagues that I'm in at least. So that's kind of where I, I like Aaron Jones better personally. Um, for sure. I'm, w- I'm with you, John, don't worry. I haven't abandoned the ship. Um, but, but I just think, I think you can probably package carry on with a piece and get, you know, I'm always thinking the trades, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a habit. No, I can't get out of the mindset. Yeah, no, that that's fair. I also just think though, that we need to get a few more episodes under your belt. Cause you're kind of <laughs> trying to play both sides. And, and at some point you just got to dig in your heels and, and <laughs> just tell those guys both that they're freaking wrong about this. I love the fact that Brian just gave John the it's not you. It's me speech. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> the, the breakup speech right there. Like it's, it's, it's not Aaron Jones. I'm with you on Aaron Jones, buddy. It's just <laughs> carry on though. Like carry on. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> that was just, it was just like, it wasn't well, you. It's that just, was, I like carry on. It was very smooth too. I didn't even catch that until mm-hmm. you mentioned it. Was it was nice. It was well, nice. and and let's just lay this out here since this is you know this is the first time I'm I'm joining the the crew here. You know I I am the nice one, so let's just kind of get used to that. Like I the I'm not necessarily playing two sides, but I'm the nice guy. So be nice to me, and I'll be nice back. I'm gonna yeah. have to troll Brian, aren't I? This is that's how this is gonna have to end up happening. Yeah, the only way gonna I'm gonna bring out the abuse beast. in here. The, the, yeah, and all of a sudden Brian is gonna go from that silky smooth voice to the the Yinzer type, you know, like call out that he's. Uh, uh, that's how we're gonna know he's upset is when he when he starts, you know, <laughs> talking that that Pittsburgh Yinzer type thing, and then we're gonna know like, oh, the beast has come out to play for Brian. Yeah, here we go. He's going to turn into the guy who uh, who made a video of himself taking a championship belt out to his yard and throwing it out into a probably into a pile of dogs <laughs> uh, when uh, when we brought Stompy on. Because yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty good video. <laughs> oh, you children! <laughs> All right. So, by the way, uh, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott. All available here. That's in, fine. In the third round. Yeah, that's fine. Round. Yeah. Okay. And and Brian gets his choice of any of those players plus some. A lot of good talent on the board here, Brian. Yeah, you know there is. Um, Don't do it though. Boy, it, this is this is kind of interesting. Uh, there's a couple different ways we could go. Um, so, oh, man. I think I'm actually, and this is very, this is very counter to what I would normally do because I'm a, I'm a guy who, I'm a guy who is usually extremely risk averse. Um, 
but the guy that is sticking out to me is Tyree Kill. And I, I, you know, I don't look, I, I, I can't even, I, I probably won't be able to sleep tonight over this. Um, but I, I just, you know, I mean, really like 42nd overall. I mean, if the guy is on the field, he's what top five wide receiver material with Pat Mahomes. Like I, I just, I, I just don't think I can pass him at the ADP. I mean, I, 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 I would reach there and I would, I would go get him. I just think he's a super talented guy. He didn't get in trouble with the league. He probably should have, but he didn't, um, you know, adding him to the team here that we already have, I think those receivers and 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 having Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, I think that's a heck of a start. I love it. I think that's the perfect pick in a theoretical draft because theoretically it makes the most sense. And I think he has the highest upside of any of those guys, like you said. And the best part is because it's theoretical, I still don't have to root for that POS. Um I, I personally, my personal, I just don't like cheering for the guy, but, um, but the fact that he's on our theoretical team, then this, yeah, this is like, this is a fantastic build. I love it. Um, that's the pick I would have made. I was hoping you weren't going to pair our Aaron Roger, our Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Jones. Um, that's what I was really hoping wasn't going to happen. Any other pick would have been fine, but, uh, but that pick would have, uh, I, I don't know if I would have dealt with that one so well, um, especially because I'd be watching, we'd be watching a lot of NFC North at that point, Brian. And I don't know if I can handle that either uh, being here in, in Packer territory. So no, I, I love the pick. I think you, I think you nailed it again. Team JB is cruising through this thing. All right. Well, you guys get a room in the meantime, we're going to move on here to the fourth round with fifth round ADP. So <laughs> this is, this is interesting because uh, I get to make a pick here and I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, who has a an ADP of 51. But I also see Kirk Cousins at 55, who I happen to like better and have ranked higher. The, that's, I mean, like, I can't believe that because that's wild to me. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> For your QB two, don't you want ceiling? Kirk Cousins has what? Kirk Cousins has a ceiling. Has what mm-hmm. kind of ceiling? He's got he's got just as much ceiling as Lamar Jackson. Jesus Christ! I can't. Nope. I'm yeah. quitting. Nope. I quit. I'm. You have, I. You nope. Quitting. Quitting. That's the most ridiculous <laughs> statement you could have made. I'm done. You have to acknowledge that. You I, have to- I do not. Tell me. T- you're going to seriously sit there and tell me that Kirk Cousins has a as high of a ceiling as Lamar Jackson. You're seriously going to tell me that? Yes, I am. The quarterback with Jesus fire- Christ. The guy throwing to <laughs> Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. The guy versus the guy yeah, that can yeah. run for a thousand yards on the ground. Okay, but Kirk Cousins no, 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 not okay, but that's the end of the conversation. Kirk Cousins can throw for 4,000 yards through the air, plus he's got a floor of 30 touchdowns and just a floor floor of 30 touchdowns. Floor that is floor of 30 touchdowns. Not going to do worse than what he did last year. (laughs) It's not even possible. Holy God. 
Holy, like, I can't. Like, I legitimately want to rage quit this podcast right now. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous shit you've ever said. And yeah, no, you're going to have to bleep not. that out. That is the most ridiculous shit you've ever that. said. I'm, I'm not bleeping that out either. That That's staying in because everybody needs to know. Holy shit. Oh, God. Everybody needs to know the, the level of unreasonability <laughs> that you reach when it comes to Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> No, no, that, how is that? Okay, no, let's get these other two in here and tell me how unreasonable I am. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're out of this here. Uh, no, yeah, no. Made, have you guys no, even made an no, official no, yet, James, don't you dare say you're out of this. I tell you what, once I we make We're trying my to pick, inform the goddamn make, masses. That's you, true. That's true. But once oh. I make my pick, I will definitely comment on it. However, I don't think you guys have made an official pick yet, have you? No, we haven't. I've I've also been sitting here considering David Montgomery. Oh, oh. my God. I can't. <laughs> now I know you're doing it to spite me. I legitimately like these players a lot. Like, oh, my I, God. I To me, like I said, Kirk Cousins, his floor is what he did last year. That was a new. No, it's not. Oh, my God, it's it not. Is. Stomp. It is. It, it has to be. He threw 30 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions, with the worst offensive line in the league, the worst play calling. Not the, the worst offensive without, line in the league. Not the worst play calling in the league. Through most of the season. They, the they the fired, second they, half of the season, they had a running game. What are you talking about? They fired DeFilippo. That doesn't mean it. That's because they wanted to run more. DeFilippo had a 65% pass-to-run ratio last season, and you're telling me that Kirk Cousins' floor was last season? Yes. That, that was his floor. I'm telling you that was his floor. Look. So what's his ceiling? Oh, I don't know. I'm what forty. Patrick 40, Mahomes 40. is Patrick Mahomes' ceiling. He's not going to do what Pat Mahomes did. No one is. But I, other than maybe Aaron Rodgers. But no, it, he's not going to do that. But when he can, when he can sleepwalk to thirty touchdowns, and he's throwing sleepwalk. To- He's Sleepwalk to, far, to 30 touchdowns. He's throwing All to right. far better wide receivers than Lamar Jackson will ever have. I just, I can't. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, I love you. I do. I love you. I but this is legitimately one of the dumbest conversations I've ever had. <laughs> I can't. I can't anymore. I can't. I can't. It, 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 it's It's... Obviously, it's not far, far off, that far off. They're what one, two, three, four, five spots apart. He was the QB six last season in the first eight games. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that's his floor? Yes, that is his floor. That's his floor. He did it. He did it in his first season in that offense. I can't. Like I do what you need to do, man. I'm not, I can't, this is, I can't argue this anymore. Thank God. Oh my God. This is, I'm Thank not kidding. One of the dumbest conversations I've had about fantasy football ever. Man. I I'll, I'll say this. I'll say one thing here. <laughs> I thought you can't. I, I, I'm going to say one thing in Lamar Jackson's favor. Okay. I, I, I was just talking. We were uh, at Dyna, on Dynasty Diagnostic. We were talking to Elliot Christ, and, uh-huh. and he put this stat out. Any 
or all quarterbacks who've run for it was either 700 or 750 or more yards on the ground have finished as a top five quarterback in every season. Okay. How many times is he going to do that? What do you mean? How many times is he going to do that? Lamar Probably Jackson. every season that he plays. He that's his floor. Yes. You're, you're, you're talking about the guy that threw for 3,000 yards and ran for 1,000 yards in back-to-back seasons. In fact, 1,500-plus yards in back-to-back seasons. And then he was on pace for over 1,200 yards last season. Yeah. And he's not going to run as much. I can, I can acknowledge that. But his floor is like 800 yards. Wow. His floor. And he could very easily reach 1,000 yards rushing this year and throw for over 3,000 yards passing. That – I mean, and, and really, if he develops as a passer, he could easily reach 3,500 yards passing and still run for 800 yards on the ground. All right. That, that is him. That is his ceiling. His ceiling is QB1 in this league. Okay. I mean, that that's there's about 15 guys with that ceiling. No, there is not. Tell me who, can, <laughs> tell me who you think can run for 1,000 yards in this league. Run through it for I, I don't care about running for a thousand. That's yards. what we're that's talking about. Right. That is the ceiling we're talking about. But that's not something that I'm willing to chase. I'm talking. Well, you about should be though, because Lamar Jackson is back one overall upside. That's the ceiling. There's like there. There's probably five guys right now that have that upside. Quarterback one overall. Yes. Wow. Wow. No one two. Mahomes, Watson, Luck, Rogers, Mayfield, Wentz. Matt Ryan, I mean, he was no to May, no no to Mayfield, no to Wentz. What Carson Wentz has already done it with with Patrick Mahomes in this league? No, he has not. <laughs> okay, well, if if you're gonna just rubber stamp Pat Mahomes as a quarterback one overall, then what are we talking about? No, I'm one saying has- that Lamar Jackson has Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, probably Deshaun Watson, maybe Andrew Luck have that ability. To be better than Pat Mahomes. To be the QB one over Pat Mahomes. Oh God. Um, Cam, if he returns the form. Yeah, I don't even know that though because like he's, he's getting older and he's not running as much. Even in his, so, this is interesting because I mean, this first of all, I, I I'd like to just say, gentlemen, that was <laughs> uh, that was the most entertaining ten minutes of fantasy football talk that I have heard probably in the three years or so i am extremely entertained that was fantastic i mean seriously i i have not laughed that hard in a long time um uh, and i'm not going to take a side here because uh, there's no point in that um but so that that might be even more frustrating than (laughs) rompy's Undying love for Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know, but absolute refusal to take a position. So the only, so the only, so the only stomp here. So here's 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 my question for you, and this is a legitimate question. This isn't me saying that I disagree with anything that you're saying about Lamar Jackson or his upside. I just want to make sure I understand where you're coming from, um, because I I have started to buy into Lamar Jackson more so after listening to you and taking some extra looks at his film and watching some different things, I guess the thing that concerns me, I mean, when you look at cam, because to me, I mean, I know they're not the same guy. They're different. I mean, cam is like a 
a Mack truck. He's solid. He's, you know, he's, he's built like a, a brick. You know, Lamar is more that Michael Vick. He's taller than Michael Vick, but he's more that style of body build and play. And he's the long stride, but he still has the speed. Um, he almost reminds me a little bit of, I mean, and, and, and look, I think he's going to be a much better NFL quarterback than this guy, but, but just in terms of his running style, don't you dare. Uh, but he does. He, he does. He does. He, but he's more elusive and he's faster. I agree with both of those statements. I, the guy that I was going to say is Vince Young. It, it, so I'm not sure. If yeah. That well, and I thing. and he's a better passer, but I mean, for sure, for sure. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I just think. So so when I looked at so when you look back at Cam's stats, Cam has never run for more than 754 right. yards. Right. Uh, that was his. He's hit 700 three times. So I'm. I'm willing to say, I mean, I don't think that it's so crazy. I, I don't think the 800 rushing yards is such a crazy. I, I don't think that's ultra crazy when you're saying that. Um, I just, See, and I think that's his floor, but personally, but yeah. And I think that for me, I think that's where I would differ. I think, I think he can get there. I don't think it's an automatic that he can get there. I, I would see his floor closer to, six the floor for me and and that's again that's just my opinion i definitely can see a way that he gets to eight or even a thousand yards i i think he's that talented of a runner there's no i mean i really do i believe that i'm, I'm with you there i think he can do that i just think the floor is slightly lower than you do um but but I mean, it's a it's a very interesting conversation because they're so different. These two guys are so different in the way that they score. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, you have to believe that Jackson can take a big jump in the passing game. Yep. And I, I and I with you there. I, I think he can. I think he can. Man, I but he doesn't have any weapons. But he doesn't. His, uh... his I, I his weapons are are not good yet john john not, do you think I, I i agree i agree i don't think he has weapons but do you think that mediocre weapons if if you want to even give them that much credit i don't know if you do but do you think mediocre weapons are going to be helped look i've i've watched ben roethlisberger turn six receivers into pro bowlers yeah, because he's mobile in the pocket. Now, he he doesn't run around like Lamar Jackson runs. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe Jackson, when he does get outside the pocket, isn't looking to throw the ball. I think as he matures as a quarterback in the league, he will start doing that more. And if he does, his legs are going to create opportunities for those guys, even if they're not the best weapons in the league. If Lamar Jackson runs outside the right tackle, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to ask a defensive back to stay with a wide receiver, even a mid-range wide receiver, for as long as it's going to take when Lamar Jackson is extending these plays. So that's where I think he can, you know, now, whether you believe he can hit the broadside of a barn with a pass on the run, that's, I mean, that's a different, that's a little bit of a different conversation. I think he can, and I think he can improve in that. Um, so that's why I, I, I think, you know, I'm, 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 not as high on him as Stompy is by any means, but at the same time, I do see the intrigue there, and I, I see a way that he gets there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I guess the, I do think that the weapons are complementary to his style of play and to, uh, to that scheme, but I know, do I think they're good wide receivers or even mediocre wide receivers right at this moment? No, I don't. But the question you have to ask yourself is like, he doesn't need to throw a ton, like averaging 200 yards, which is very low. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you really think that he needs excellent wide receivers to actually average 200 yards per game? I think he might need better wide receivers than what he has. You, <laughs> all right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue this point because this is just, I, I'm, I, you are going to, you are going to straight up piss me off today. Like that, <laughs> I, it's, I thought it's, I already it's, did. I feel like we've already got there. So uh, here's the deal. I, we need to make a, I, I need to make a pick here so that we can move on. We've, we want to get a lot farther through this draft, and we're already almost an hour into this thing. So. Uh, let me let me just lay out my thought process here because I we do- we've already got it. Just pick your guy. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I have Kirk Cousins ranked ahead of Lamar Jackson because yes, he's got to me. He has a higher floor. I think he has just as much of a ceiling. The here's the problem though is the probability of him getting to his ceiling is nowhere near the probability of Lamar Jackson. We've got our safe guy with Carson Wentz. So we're going to take Lamar Jackson here and start to repair this relationship. Nah, but just, I'm still on tilt. Like I can't. I, I you, still cannot get over that statement. You got your freaking guy. I get it. That's not the point. Like you still made a very stupid statement. <laughs> it wasn't that stupid. It was very stupid. It's not at all stupid. It makes it. No, it doesn't. You, you got your guy. He does not have any more upside than Kirk Cousins has because Kirk Cousins has. You keep repeating the statement. Yeah, it. it, Oh God! Just move on. Nope. Because it's an important team. Team BJ. Team BJ. It's your pick. I can't do this anymore. If if you guys would have passed on Lamar Jackson, and we would have been able to grab him and Aaron Rodgers, my goodness, the two of you might might have. uh, might might have really really enjoyed our roster here. Um, yeah, no, okay. So I'm looking at our team and our our roster. You know, we got two wide receivers who I like a lot. I think could end up being wide receiver ones at the end of the year. We've got Aaron Rodgers, who I I, I think Brian feels very highly about. And even though I I don't, um, I just like the fact that we have him and John doesn't. Um, so. Looking at this squad, though, we we don't have any running backs, and there's several running backs in this round that are kind of on the board. So we have Derrick Henry, Marlon Mack, uh, Damian Williams, uh, David Montgomery, Devontae Freeman. Um, so, I mean, there there's some names here that I like, um, and then there's some I don't. So um, when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking you know, we, we need running back help. Um, I almost, I, I'm I'm looking at next round. I almost want to force Brian's hand a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, and then, you know, maybe go with a, uh, a combination and, you know, have the Kirk to Diggs kind of, kind of hook up there, but I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and take a running back that I kind of like here and hope that Brian 
takes one next round too. And uh, I'm going to go with Marlon Mack. Um, I think I think the upside for Marlon Mack is pretty good. Um, you know, being in that Colts offense, uh, being part of of what he's part of um, there, I expect that offense to get better, more scoring opportunities. Marlon Mack proved to me that he's you know he's the running back one, um, and I think he proved it in Indy too. They they did very little to address the position. Uh, their offensive line continues to get better, so I think that's a good good thing for Marlon Mack. That defense is sneaky good too. So I think the running game is going to be prevalent later in games. I like Marlon Mack. Hopefully, Brian, hopefully you're on board with that pick, bud. Yeah, no, I, I like Mack. I like pretty much everything about that Colts offense. Um, you know, and I, I think that the style of, of offense there is um, conducive to his skill set. So, yeah, I know I like that one. Um, you know, we did need running back help for sure. Uh, waiting on, on them like we did. But, um, yeah, I like it. I like the pick. That's kind of how it's done, gentlemen. I'm salty. So. Guy gets a Mark Jackson on his team. Yeah. He's still salty. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing so great either. I was just tagged in a freaking poll about Kirk Cousins versus Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Even after I took the freaking guy. Yes, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For, first comment. That's not even close to close. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter polls. That's always. Hey, listen. If I get a thousand votes on this, are you going to admit that you're wrong? No. It's okay. a Twitter poll. There's no hope for you, John. All right. All right. Um, so we're in the what? Fifth round? No, sixth round, reaching in the fifth. You got it. Um, all right. So now we have our two QBs, so John can relax a little bit. We do not have a wide receiver. We have two running backs. Though I do somewhat like Sony Michelle here um, because of his – because of the news that he could be more involved in the passing game. Uh, I do think Sony Michelle could definitely eclipse a thousand yards and could possibly get double digit touchdowns just because of the offense. But I think I like the some of the receivers here. So you have a Penn Stater and Chris Godwin. Um, you have uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, uh, or I could just go Josh Allen and just throw a wrench into everything. I'm just joking. I would never do that. Uh, and Mike Williams at the back end. But I think the guy that I like the most here and that I think has wide receiver one upside and I would, and I feel comfortable being a, my wide receiver one, if I were to go zero, um, zero wide receiver is Tyler Lockett. So I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Nice. Um, so like I said, wide receiver one upside, Super efficient last season, but I believe he only had 97. No. How many targets do he have? 71? 91? Yeah, I think it was 70. Like 70, inane, not not very many. And like 20 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um that'll happen again. Sorry. So he had he had 57 receptions on 70 targets. That's wild. 10 touchdowns. So I mean, obviously, and I th I believe he had a perfect or, or uh, Wilson had a perfect passer rating to Lockett. But regardless, 
I mean, obviously he's due for some regression in the touchdown department, but with Doug Baldwin gone and the news that Tyler Lockett will be moving to the slot where he actually played in spurts last season when Doug Baldwin was down with injury, definitely can see him approaching 100-plus targets this season. Um, So even with the regression in terms of efficiency, I still think that he could be a back-end wide receiver one if all goes right. I'm good with it. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's as good as it gets at wide receiver. I, the only other move possible would be tight end, but I'm, I'm good with Tyler. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just in, uh, in maybe somebody else can talk me into it, but I just, I'm past those really top two. Cause I don't even like Ertz where he's at. If, unless, if I don't get Kelsey or Kittle early, I'm waiting on tight end until later. And you and I both have a, yeah. a infatuation with Noah Fant. Um, there's other some late other late round guys that I like. So just yeah. not a fan of reaching for tight end here. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I mean we're talking about Evan Ingram and OJ Howard. Those are really your guys. And man, I just I, I have no use for OJ Howard. Uh Evan Ingram, I mean his it, it it's not looking nearly as good as you know you know you've got Sterling Shepard still in the way. Um, Golden Tate has the four game suspension, but after that, I don't know. It's it's it, you just Evan Ingram just kind of falls back into the pack. I yeah I I wouldn't go tight end there, but those that's the only position that looks particularly good in this range. But let's see what the other guys do. Uh, I think it's Brian. It is. Um, so it's very, very, very clear to me, I believe, uh, what what James would do in this round. Um, you know, uh, we, we took a running back. Um, I think taking another one and, and this particular one would make him uh, very excited. Um, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to do it, though. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Hmm. All right. So Oh man. All right. I think So you guys started talking about tight ends a little bit and I think for me I I I see I I think I'm going to I'm going to take Evan Ingram here. Um and and my reason is is just Evan Ingram without Odell Beckham in the lineup is a different dude. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about Sterling Shepard um, in, in that regard. And I think in the passing game there, I think especially, I mean, f- so first of all, you have, you have Eli who, who we're not sure how many games that dude's going to start. Um, and when Daniel Jones comes in, he's a rookie quarterback. He's been lighting the world on fire in the preseason. I don't know how much of that is, uh, surroundings and second string defenses um could be a a lot to do with it um but rookie quarterbacks tend to go to their security blankets tight ends running backs they have a great running back uh saquon barkley out of penn state uh, just in case people were wondering um and and um quota somehow yeah yeah so uh and then and then evan ingram is 
the other guy there that can be the security blanket. He's super athletic. He's more of a wide receiver in the tight end position, like some of the guys you guys are going to probably talk about later in Noah Fan. I mean, that's the type of guy this is. Um, so I, I, I'm going to reach. Remember, remember, we're reaching around. I, I'm going to reach around here and 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 go ahead and take Evan Ingram in this case. Our tight end position uh, is solidified, in my opinion, um, and I'm not going to worry about it the rest of this draft. We were doing so well, Brian. We were doing <laughs> so well. And and I don't have a problem with you passing on the running back. There, There's a few wide receivers that I liked here. There was even a quarterback on the board that I thought, maybe that's who he's going to go with. He's going to show show his true colors and take Big Ben, and and, and we, we'll be okay at the quarterback position. I'd have been okay with that even. But, man, Evan Ingram. Um, first off, I, I'm kind of with John. I, I, I traditionally don't like reaching for tight end. Um, or I'm sorry, Stompy, who said that he doesn't traditionally like reaching for tight end. And I'm, I'm pretty much on that board too. Um, normally with tight end, I can find a guy later. Um, a guy like you mentioned, Noah Fant, I think you could end up seeing very similar numbers out of than Evan Ingram this year, even, uh, even in his rookie year. So to me, I, I don't love reaching on tight end. Um, I know everything you said about Evan Ingram is true. Um, I just, I, I don't know that any of those giant receivers are going to be or you can trust week in and week out. And I think Evan Ingram's going to be one of those guys that's going to frustrate some weeks more than, than others. Um, so I put him kind of a, a little further down in that tight end group just because of that. I don't know that you can get that consistent weekly scoring out of him. Um, so, I, man, I, I, I mean, I can, I can swallow that one. I can, I can put up with the pick, but, uh, but it definitely wouldn't have been a pick I made, Brian. So, so we're, we're kind of off the rails here, man. So let me just say this too. I think, you know, part of the reason of doing this again, I, I mentioned, you know, Evan Ingram without Odell Beckham is a different player in 2018. He played four weeks without him, 13 weeks, 13 through, through the end of the season, um, tight end seven during those four weeks in 2017, after Odell Beckham broke the leg tight end five. So for me, this is a guy with top five tight end upside, in an offense that is a little bit void of some weapons outside of the two guys that we've been talking about. Um, so I just, I think there's some upside there and that's why I went ahead and reached, but I respect your disagreement, James, and we'll move along and hope we hit on the next one. How's that? I think that's, that's a civil way to do it as opposed to yelling at each other um, and talking <laughs> hate, over each other. Yes, I agree. I hate, I hate, I hate both of you. So <laughs> yes, we're doing our job. All right. Let's let's move on here. Man, yeah, that, that was all right. Uh so I've got a pretty tough one here. So we're gonna have to crank through these a lot faster. Uh, which means that I need to try not to uh anger my partner nearly. Oh, you much. pick who you want, but you you know there's only one person <laughs> in this round that I'm not going to choose. I'm just thankful there's a person that you love in this round that I'm hoping you're gonna choose. <laughs> The problem is the mm -hmm. one guy that you don't want is the guy that I really want. So here's the problem. The electric playmaker, Chris Carson, is sitting there at 79. Yes. That's, that's the mm -hmm. guy that I would love to take. Yes. The problem is we just took Tyler Lockett. So what? I, and I was totally on board with that pick, but now we're looking at a suboptimal situation where we've got both the running back and the wide receiver of the same offense where – neither of them they can't both score fantasy points at the same time 
you want to bet on that? that? that <laughs> How? How many footballs do you think? Okay, I'm not doing you this. Do, you, wait, no, you know Tyler Lockett <laughs> was a wide receiver too last season, right? Of course. And what was what was Chris Carson? Uh, he was a high-end running back too, I think. Oh, so they can't both score points, huh? Not at the same time. No, hmm. they cap each other's upside. I mean, that's that's just kind of common t- sense. I, all right. They can't. The, no, they can't both score points. It's fine. it's fine. Not at the same time. There's oh only one football. It's either in Chris Carson's hand or in Tyler Lockett's hand. I'm kill. I'm just gonna end. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> How is what is happening here? Um. Oh boy. Man, I should really just take Corey Davis just to. You you want to you want to know how this this team actually ends? Taking to Corey Davis right here. Mariota's <laughs> a couple rounds down, I think. <laughs> now I'm tempted to call his bluff. No, um, no, no! I'm not kidding. You, I, yeah. like you, oh, legitimately. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, no, I mean, for me, it's really between Chris Carson and Tyler Boyd here. I love you. That's um, actually, that's awesome. And man, I think, oh God, I hate this. I hate that I have to do this, but I think we got to go with Tyler Boyd. Okay. Just because I, to me, I think that the, the wide receiver position is going to dry up big time from here. I think that we're going to be looking at some yeah. some dart throws more than anything. As much as I hate to pass on the electric playmaker, and I think <laughs> he's going to be awesome this year. This is dynasty, so we yep. need some young wide receivers to build around. Um, yeah, and that's the difference between you and I. Well, beyond the quarterback thing, but I like a lot of the late round wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, just based off of ADP, like Curtis Samuel's going one hundred and five. Which I think he can be a very, very viable wide receiver too. I mean, I've talked about all of these guys. Dee Westbrook. I mean, you know how high I, I am at Albert Wilson. So, yeah. I mean, but I, I, I love Tyler Boyd. I, I think Tyler Lockett and Tyler Boyd as your top two wide receivers is a fantastic duo. And I think Tyler Boyd is seventy five is is an amazing value. I mean, I, okay. I, I do agree that there are some. Some there's some good wide receiver value later in the draft, but Tyler Boyd, I, I mean, until AJ Green gets back healthy, I mean, that's the number one yep. wide receiver in a, essentially a Sean McVay offense. So completely agree. All right, that was easy enough. Uh, James, I believe, is up. Yeah, this is an easy one for me, guys, because the two guys you were um, kind of deciding between were the two guys I was deciding between, um, and we definitely need the running back help. So Chris Carson falls into our lap, and I'm going to take Chris Carson here. I, hopefully Brian's on board. I know uh, John, Aaron Rodgers, and Chris Carson has <laughs> got to get you excited about our team. Um, so that's, that's always good. I'm trying to stir the pot. I'm not stirring the pot. I'm just saying, you know, if you get any type of, you know, roster wood, it might be to our roster. That's all I'm saying. Well, um, and the, and the best part is he had a chance to draft both. That that is true. Yeah, we we pick after both of you guys, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely, Brian, you were right on that, and uh, hopefully you're on board with that Chris Carson pick, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with uh I'm with the show as a whole on Chris Carson. So I'm good with Love that. Love it. One. All right. I'm gonna surpass QB again. 
<laughs> but it's because there are some guys later that I like um, that I think as a QB three, we can um, go for. So <sighs> this one's tough. Um, could be a homer for us. God damn. Mark Ingram at 95 is crazy. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just tweeted about Justice Hill. I know you did. I know you did. Yeah, I, I and I, I I'm feeling Justice Hill in that backfield. Yeah. He makes way more sense than Mark Ingram. Apparently, he has all the makings of a third down back, which is well. I think he. I get. I think he can be a satellite back plus. But, um, I, I'm gonna go. God, I can't. I want to pull the trigger on Philip Lindsay too, but like the Devonte Booker snap share has me like, what is going on? I don't buy that. Yeah. I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay here. I, I think he takes probably 60 plus targets out of that backfield splits the carries 50, 50 with um, Royce Freeman. So I, I definitely think you're talking about a, a potential high end RB two, but really just an RB two in general and Philip Lindsay here at 88. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what was it? The second preseason game? Yeah. Um, when uh, Royce Freeman broke that 50 yard run. Yeah. And they got caught from behind before he scored the touchdown. Yep. Like that, that tells you all that you need to know right there. Philip Lindsay is just so much. He's faster. He's more athletic. Philip Lindsay actually absolutely takes that to the house. And Royce Freeman just, he was not capable of it. it it's just night and day between those two i like it very nice very nice gentlemen uh brian you have a tough decision here my friend uh who are you gonna take here yeah i do um so so for me and this comes down to two guys um and and really it comes down to whether i feel like we can get a qb2 a little bit later than this and i think we can so I'm going to go with a guy who I believe can eventually, maybe not this year, but eventually can be a wide receiver one for his team. So I'm going to pick another Denver Bronco here in Cortland Sutton. Um, I think this late, a wide receiver, a team's wide receiver one. Um, now, I'm not extremely excited about Joe Flacco as their quarterback, but I'm not convinced that Joe Flacco is going to be the quarterback there too long beyond this season. Um, obviously, he's getting up there in age, um, and I think that John's Denver Broncos and Stompy's Denver Broncos are going to draft quarterbacks until they get it right. <laughs> so um, so I'm going to pick Cortland Sutton here. Um, I liked him coming out of school, and I like him right now, uh, and I'll reach for him this late. I like that pick. I like that pick. But just for the record, they already did get it right. They have Drew Walk. Um, John John's going to find that out very shortly. That, is, that one's not even going to get off the runway now. <laughs> he's starting the season on IR. By the way, I don't know if we'll see. Oh, Drew. because I don't I, know that we'll see Drew Locke in. in I'm, uh, in I'm not. I'm not so certain that he wasn't going to. The, you're fight. Him. You're fighting the losing battle, James. It's just not. You, you and I are on the same page. Two years. Give him two years and, and yeah. he'll be fine. Man, I, agree. I should I take agree. Mariota right here. I've been trying so hard to make it diplomatic since then. But I'm up here in the, what is this, the eighth round? Do it. Do it. And Mar Marcus Mariota is there at 106. 
I've got everywhere from 97 down to 108. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're going with Curtis Samuel. Damn yeah, you, you made the best choice. The best choice. I love yeah. you. That was awesome. Yeah, I love you too. It, but And it's not even that. I mean, I, I, I still believe in Marcus Mariota. But here's the thing. Curtis Samuel in in this range at 105 if i i mean i i don't know of anybody at this point who isn't on board with the idea that the carolina panthers offense is is i mean the most explosive it's ever been quite possibly i mean certainly cam yeah. newton has the best weapons right now that he's ever had in his career well i think it's just extremely concentrated because you look at the two wide receivers they have in dj moore curtis samuel you have christian mccaffrey who's going to get his but then you have guys like chris hogan who i think is the wide receiver three there played played lacrosse at penn state by the way um <laughs> yeah. uh but i mean even last year he struggled with his speed he couldn't get off of um cornerbacks at all he just he couldn't lose. He, he had no um, separation. Uh, Greg Olson's working basically on one healthy foot, and I wouldn't trust that to save my life because, I mean, I'm just figuring that he's going to hurt that foot again after what two surgeries. Um, Ian Thomas, like I, I, I like Ian Thomas, but he's not Greg Olson. He's not the same player as Greg Olson. He's not going to have the chemistry that Greg Olson had with Cam Newton. So I think that this is concentrated into three pass catchers, really. And so a lot of people are saying, well. One of them's got to lose something. And I was like, and, and I don't know if I agree. I think DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel can be wide receiver twos and Christian McCaffrey can be a top side, five wide uh, running back this year. DJ Moore, by the way, has an ADP of 47. We just got Curtis Samuel at 105, a 60 mm-hmm. spot difference for almost at what I believe is going to be almost identical statistics. So at least for 2019, this also puts us in a position where we don't necessarily have to draft wide receivers again i mean we can we could you know take some lotto lotto picks later but uh we don't we certainly don't need to uh to sweat the position anymore so we lost james to the weather of the of the midwest (laughs) i don't i don't know how that keeps happening to him i every podcast i've been on lately i've been in the middle of an electrical storm like none other. Plus, I'm a mile high. Like, I, I actually have it going on all around me. But uh, somehow, somehow, I I managed to keep it going, keep it together. But um, we uh, we lost James the first time. Uh, a, uh, there was a lightning strike within 10 miles of his house. So, uh, so Brian's going to uh, carry the carry the BJ team here. Um, to JB, <laughs> JB, let's keep it PG. Uh, that's not nearly as fun, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you're gonna, you're gonna finish this one off to completion, though. <laughs> oh, geez, that went south. Right, awesome. by the way, <laughs> I, I almost forgot about, I almost forgot to mention this, Mr. PG, but uh, you were the one talking about Nick Chubb hitting the hole. There are way too many dumb little boy brains, <laughs> present company included, to, for you to say that without with and, and expect it to sneak through the cracks. It's just not even possible. Uh, apologies. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. It's it is pretty hey, freaking hilarious. It, so. it 
it happens. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you think, man? So we're, uh, we, where are we at? We're in the eighth round reaching for, for players in the ninth. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's about time in Superflex that I go ahead and grab, uh, my second quarterback here and I'm going to grab, and, and this is probably going to lose me some friends in my hometown, um, oh. of Pittsburgh, but, uh, I'm going to grab the greatest quarterback of all time here in Tom Brady. Um, oh. I know, uh, I know. Honey, definitely bad time, big time. I, I I forgot that Tom Brady was even in this range. I only saw one quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's doing it. <laughs> no, no, not, no, sorry. Somebody said, hey, we're we're friendship. <laughs> sorry. That one. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't bring myself to, to do that one, John. I'm, I, I do apologize on that front. Um, but, uh, uh Marcus but I, it goes under. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I am gonna I am gonna go with Tom Brady here. Um, you know, the guy is 42 years old, but he's bionic. Um, I, I think I can squeeze another year, maybe two out of him. Um, and then I can, you know, I can look for QB help either later in this draft or uh down the line via trade or something. Um, but uh I'm gonna go ahead and go with Tom Brady, uh, the ageless wonder. Yeah, probably a pretty good pick. I mean, is your QB too? Absolutely. I, mean, I think he's got a pretty decent floor. I mean, he's not, he just doesn't have the ceiling anymore, but his floor is fine, which I think perfect for QB two. Um, so uh, <laughs> there's two tight ends here that I really like. One, one being no font or no fant. That we we yep. talked about, but no, hold on. Hold on. No. There are there are tight ends later. Oh, okay. Like Mark Andrews, like Vance McDonald. That's uh, crazy. That's crazy that Noah Fant is going ahead of those guys. Yeah, I agree. And and, and as much as like we like Noah Fant, like Mark Andrews is. I mean, all camp. All camp has just been talked about. Like he's been the weapon for, uh, for the the Ravens. And I mean, if there's a pass catcher that you want in Baltimore, it's Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Fant and Hawkinson being rookies, I mean, there's obviously question marks there. I think Fant's going to be a top or a TE one this season. Um, but I still like. It's it is kind of nuts that there are some of these like fan is going ahead of some of these guys. Oh, oh, <laughs> we got James back. Um, but so I'm gonna this being um super flex. Uh, now now I'm choosing to pick my first QB. <laughs> um, welcome to the party. But I mean, so Nick Foles is is going here and i i really like nick Foles. um well i i just recently started to really like nick Foles. i think i liked him as a qb3 anyway candidate but i started liking him more because uh doing some research um to find a replacement for andrew luck or a backup for andrew luck in a different dynasty league i, I was just doing some research on Foles, um joe flacco and jacoby Brissett. And I came across this stat about John D. Filippo, who <laughs> John was uh, 
trying to talk down or or shit all over. Sorry, <laughs> language. Trying to make me edit because I'm not going to. Oh, that's fine. I I don't care if people know I curse. That's fine. Um, but since 2012, as a quarterbacks coach and an offensive coordinator, John DeFilippo's offenses. Um, all have attempted over or quarterbacks have all uh, attempted over 500 passes in every season in five of those seasons they've uh, attempted over 600 passes including the two seasons as offensive coordinator in cleveland in 2015 and in uh minnesota in 26 or 2018 and while i don't know if you can really expect 600 pass attempts from nick Foles, you could still I mean, expect 500, 550 pass attempts. And it seems like the Jacksonville Jaguars want to shift their offensive play style a little bit to maybe not more pass heavy, but more uh, balanced. So Nick Foles getting 500 to 550 pass attempts is pretty intriguing to me. Um, so him as a QB three, I, I think he's got a pretty solid floor um, and better than a lot of the QBs that are available later or, or around this range or later. Yeah, you certainly can't keep trying to run the offense through Leonard Fournette. Um, by the way, this round, this is why we do this. <laughs> because this is the round where you reach uh, reach for your guys, reach to the uh, to the 10th round um, instead of uh, sitting in, in the 9th round and taking value because there's not a lot there. Noah Fant and I, I, Nick Foles is kind of we're we're getting to the end of the starting quarterback, so um, so I think that that's a good pick as well. But there's man, the rest of this, it, the rest of this round is pretty gross to me. Damian Harris, I guess. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's enough. I I, I won't have you besmirch this round. <clears throat> Can you even I, see this round or, or I just won't have it. Okay, listen. All right, listen. Just because you and Stompy are on good terms now doesn't mean that you have to start bashing on me. All right. Brian and I are in such harmony. I didn't even need to be here because I was planning on taking Tom Brady. What happened? I logged back on and what did Brian do? He took Tom Brady. So like we we just I I, I wasn't needed. It just wasn't necessary for me we're, to be here. We're breaking barriers, James. You know, a lot of people probably didn't think it was possible for a, a uh, Browns and a Steelers fan to get along this well. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little amazed myself, to be honest with you. But Meanwhile, the two Broncos fans are going at it, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that, um, so, so I, Brian, do, would you mind if I took this pick since, uh, since you had the last couple? No, absolutely not. Oh, Go for it. Man, you're, you're going to make my day here because we just took the ageless wonder Tom Brady, right? And so we need a nice young quarterback to fit that mold. And we're going to go with Daniel Jones. Here, yeah, my boy, I love Daniel Jones. I don't need. I don't even need to. I don't even need to tell the rest of this podcast how much I am on board with Daniel Jones. This isn't preseason hype. I was buying Daniel Jones pre-draft, so um, the fact that he's looked good in the preseason just gives me the utmost more confidence that Daniel Jones to Evan Ingram is going to be a nice, nice connection for our uh for our roster makes me feel better about the Evan Ingram pick too so to me this just works on all fronts Brian what do you think I love it nine of 11 141 yards tonight that's his third straight pretty decent performance again preseason but hey it's better than the other way around you know it he could be uh he could be proving everyone right 
right? Because everybody's up in arms about where the Giants picked him. And look, however you feel about that is what it is. But uh, the guy has done well in preseason in, in limited work. So hopefully that carries on. I'm good with this pick at this point in the draft for sure. Nice. See, that's that's how it's done, gentlemen. Uh, you guys are so gross. But I, I do have to admit, Daniel Jones looks so much better than I expected so far in the preseason. By the, by the way, I'm reading a tweet by Scott Barrett. Among 80 quarterbacks this preseason, Daniel Jones ranks first in yards per attempt yep. at 12.3. Next closest is 9.8. First in passer rating at 140.1. First in drop adjusted completion percentage. Wow. Yeah, he uh, he looks ready to go. I was not expecting that. I thought it was going to be an entire redshirt year, and and here we are. I I man, I don't know how much leash Eli Manning has, or or honestly even should have. So it's a much better pick than I ever thought it would be. Um, so poor planning on my part. If I had known that it was going to line up this way, because there's only one pick, there's only one player. Uh, here in the 10th round, to me, that's really worth taking. And uh, unfortunately, we're kind of at a, we're, we're in a spot here where we don't really need any more wide receivers. We've kind of got that, all the upside that we need. But again, one more. You can back here. What's that? Back a quarterback here. Um, 130. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. That's that's kind of what I was saying here. I think that this is to me the only pick that makes any sense is DD Westbrook um yeah. going at 130th. It which is and it's tough because we kind of need running backs. Um uh, we still need a tight end, but there's just nothing in this range. This is a a running back round or a, a wide receiver round with, you know, James Washington, Marvin Jones, uh, Anthony Miller, Debo Samuel. And none of those guys excite me at all. Dede Westbrook, though, uh, by the way, just got 70% of Nick Foles' targets uh, in week three of the preseason. So, um, yeah, Dede Westbrook is the pick here. And uh, I, I just don't love the fact that we're kind of getting overrun by wide receivers all of a sudden. But – Hopefully that's our last one. Hopefully we don't get uh, forced into uh, into taking another one. All right. So um, I kind of agree with that. So I'm, I'm looking at who is available in this round and I'm very thankful. I think this <clears throat> I think this particular round had James and I not swapped picks. Uh, I, I think our, our team could have maybe been undone uh, with with the final uh, ranked guy in, in this ADP here um but i'm, I'm gonna stay completely away from that um and i am also going to go receiver here and the guy that i'm gonna uh the guy that i'm going to select is anthony miller uh of the bears um i think that miller is a guy that you know he he's being impeded a little bit because of injury right now uh in, in terms of his development but uh, at the same time, I saw some flashes last year that made me believe that he can be definitely a productive member of the Chicago Bears offense. I think that offense will be continually getting better, um, you know, in year two of a new system. Um, 
and and I, I just I think Miller can, can be a solid wide receiver too for his team. Uh, and and maybe even gosh, I can't. I, can I say that? Am I allowed to say that as a Penn Stater? I I, I mean. Can he be as good as Allen Robinson in that offense? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's that crazy of a conversation to have. Um, so, you know, uh, I'll go ahead and reach for Anthony Miller here. Yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. Um, there was three guys that I would have considered here. Ronald Jones was one of them. No. Um, but but uh, ultimately, if I had this round, I would not have taken him. I I I wouldn't have taken Anthony Miller either, though. Um, I like Anthony Miller. I love his upside. I think um, he would definitely have been in the conversation for me. Um, I'm surprised that the Steelers fan didn't take James Washington because that's probably where I would have went. To be honest, um, I, I I like everything that I've seen from James Washington in the preseason. Uh, you heard some rumors about him maybe underperforming in training camp, and he came out and he answered all those questions the way that you'd want to see him do that. Uh, I really like James Washington. I think Big Ben's gonna have a heck of a year and there's a lot of targets that need to be absorbed with Antonio Brown weaving I think James Washington is a prime candidate to get some of those so I, I um while I like the Anthony Miller pick and I think everything you said was true um I think James Washington would have been the guy I would have went with even over Ronald Jones here um but I'm, I'm good with Anthony Miller um definitely one of the three guys that I wanted after Westbrook was off the board here so by the way um this is this round is the reason that I like a zero running back or zero wide receiver approach because I mean, you have James Washington, Marvin Jones, Kiki Kuti, Anthony Miller, DD Westbrook, all in this round, all five of those guys, I would be comfortable with being a wide receiver two, three, four. Um, well, maybe not two wide receiver three, four. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of, upside wide receivers here that I like. And that's why I like to go running back heavy early because I can get guys like this that I feel comfortable with. So I made the right pick, but we're still not on the same page because I hate that, that entire round other than DD kind of Kiki QT, but uh, beyond that. Yeah. Um, but this next round is freaking impossible. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's on you, Stomp, and uh, this is a tough one. I don't. Yeah, I mean, here's it. So you talked. To, we we talked about our issues with running back. Um, Latavius Murray's a good choice here. Jordan Howard, in my head's a good choice here. Um, we've already talked about Justice Hill being the satellite plus back in in um, Baltimore. So he's. I think he's a great choice here. We still need a tight end. I think. At some point, Justice Hill is going to be the feature back, but go ahead. Yeah, I uh, we'll see. Um, I think I'm going to stack Mark Andrews with Lamar Jackson here, just because I think Lamar or Mark Andrews this late is a tight end one in that offense, um, and he's going after like we talked about guys like No Font, No Fant, sorry. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, but even guys like Eric Ebron, he's going after, which I mean, with Andrew Luck's injury, plus probably a, a touchdown regression, uh, he's scary. Um, Austin Hooper, I think the upside for Mark Andrews is higher. David Njoku's kind of scary right now in that offense. So I like Andrews this late and, and I, I'm very comfortable with him as a tight end one. 
Yeah, I'm good with it. It was, it was tough between him and Vance McDonald. And then, yeah, I mean, my my newfound man crush on Justice Hill also kind of kind of popped in. But I would I would have been happy with any one of those three. So, uh, yeah, Mark Andrews, to me, has a higher ceiling than Vance McDonald, at least for 2019, probably beyond as well. So I'm good with it. Nice. Nice. I like that pick. Um Look, I, I, I'm a Browns fan, right? No, no uh, you know, that shouldn't surprise anyone. Browns a Steelers fan. And there's three Ravens um, here in this group. And unless I really absolutely need to take a Raven, uh, I'm not going to. Um, and I, I don't need to here because I, I just don't, I don't think that any of them um, really shout out to me. Um, so I, I'm going to. I just break. told you the guy who shouts out to you. Who's that? Justice He's, Hill. Oh, I thought that was the guy that shouted out to you. I'm sorry. Um, He's shouting out to you too. You're just not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, he is definitely shouting. Um, you know, I, I I'm gonna go with a guy who I think has a really high upside, and um, I don't know that we can expect anything really from him right away, but it's a guy that I think um, in the future even as soon as next year um, could see a very high ceiling. I'm going to go with uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside here. Um, I think this is the pick. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I like his upside. I like um, his situation. I, I, again, this year, I think he's got a few people in his way um, to, to playing time, but I don't think that's going to be the case come next year. And uh, pairing him with uh, a young Carson Wentz, I think is going to be a good thing for his career. And so I, I, really like our Sega white side and the way things are setting up for him in his career. So, uh, Brian, I think you're going to be on board with this one, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I love Sega. I think, um, I think that opera, I think you're exactly right with what you said. I don't think this is the year to necessarily expect a whole lot from him, maybe a couple touchdowns, uh, as a red zone weapon. Um, but I, I think moving forward, he's, probably going to be groomed to replace Alshon Jeffrey and be that type of player for the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, I'm on board with this one all the way. All right. So this next round is, uh, this is, this is a really tough one because in a vacuum, this thing keeps trying to force me to take wide receivers when I don't want to do it. Uh, Cause in a vacuum for me, it's Albert Wilson. Robert Foster is also in this range. But, I mean, at this point, based on our roster build, we just need to kind of start collecting running backs. So we're going to take Devin Singletary here, who has, to me, one of the easier depth charts to climb among the, the rookie wider, or the rookie running backs who aren't already in a starting role. So um, I, I, I think that at some point in 2019, we're going to see Devin Singletary take over that backfield. I just can't imagine Shady McCoy and Frank Gore holding him off for, for all that long. So at some point it becomes his job. And uh, when it does, we'll start plugging him in. All right. Oh, I so- get no, hold on. I, you don't interrupt me, Brian. Okay. New, I, I've, I've, new been, guy. I've been sentenced. Uh, I was just going to say, I like it. I'm sorry. What? Okay, oh, I'm done. Damn it. I was trying to interrupt you and you were too quick. That sucked. <laughs> God, he looks so mad. I don't know what to do. Should I talk? Should I Just wait? Just shut up. Just talk. <laughs> he always looks mad. But what we found out in 
in Canton, Ohio, is that uh, he he looks that way, he sounds that way. He's usually not. I mean, every now and then you get him to say something like, "You just said something stupid," but like for the most part, he's he's just a big teddy bear. Except for when you say Cousins has a higher ceiling than Lamar Jackson, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. that's what I mean. I I. I I, I've found some buttons that most people Ugh. haven't been able to to locate yet. But yep, you have. Yeah, they're there. So, all right, Brian, you got one more pick. It looks like. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Um. So, looking at this roster, I mean, I think I think, you know, if if I was just looking at the picks that we've done so far, I think. I would lean running back here, um, but I'm not going to because there is a player to me that stands out with flashing red lights uh, and and jingle bells or whatever the heck, however you want to phrase that. Uh, and the guy that I'm looking at there, let me make sure he's in the range before I make an ass of myself. Um, so we're looking around 12. So this is 145 to 156. Yes, he no, he is not. Damn. Uh, okay, that's okay. So I'll go. I'll go. I still have. I still. So I'm gonna go with Miko Hardman here, and I know we already have Tyreek Hill. For me, this is. I think he. I think Hardman is still going to get some looks in that offense, especially deep threat wise. Um, even with Hill in there, because I think that they want to be able to develop him to take over if Tyreek screws up again. Um, so this is kind of an insurance pick, I guess. There's not a lot of guys that really jump off the page. I, 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 God, I wish I could talk about the guy that's right behind him because that's that's who I was uh, thinking about. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll take uh, Hardman here with the hope that maybe it might be a wasted pick, I guess, uh, if Tyreek continues to do uh, what he typically does on the field. Um, but we'll go there. I think value wise, that's a pretty good spot to take a chance on a guy like that, especially given the situation for this particular team build. It might not be the smartest pick, but um, I, I think where he's being drafted, I think that's, you know, th that's a pretty good um, value at that spot. So I think we should, uh, the way we should end this actually is to uh, everybody find one more player uh, from 157 on um, that you would reach for at the very end of your draft. And uh, so that way Brian can get his his guy here and uh, we'll let him start So while everybody else kind of searches for a player. Uh, but we'll try and rush through this a little bit so we can get out of here. But I think it'd be, uh, be useful to find one super late, super deep sleeper for the people. Sure. Well, mine and the guy that I was so excited about thinking I was going to be able to draft is Michael Gallup. Um, Build is the wide receiver, too, in Dallas. Um, I think this dude is a really, really good wide receiver uh, and, and underrated. You know, he showed kind of at the end of the season, I think, what he's capable of in the league. Um, I think Amari Cooper being on the other side helps him too. You know, he's, he's not going to be facing teams, number one corners. Um, you know, I, I just really like Michael Gallup. He's, he's the guy that I have targeted over this off season, non point scoring season, excuse me. Um, to, and, and he's the guy that I've 
I've uh, acquired the most in this offseason. So um, I'm really excited about Gallup this year. I just think he's going to have a big year. I don't think that he's going to be severely behind Amari Cooper, statistically speaking. Uh, I, I think he, you know, maybe that's a, a, uh, you know, maybe that's a comment about Cooper a little bit, but it's more just about Gallup. I think the kid is really talented and I think he's going to show it this year. Nice. Does anyone else have one, uh, have one queued up yet? Yeah, I got one ready. Um, first off real quick, Michael Gallup is awesome. He is actually the wide receiver one. Um, in Dallas, in my opinion, but um, moving on, I will say that uh, the guy there's there's a lot of guys down here that I really really like, and uh, it just kind of speaks to me as a as an analyst. I'm kind of like a dumpster diver type person where I can just load up on guys that are like outside the top 150 and be happy and uh, be last place and still be happy. Um, but uh, to me, the guy that I really want to talk about is Justin Jackson, uh, the running back for the for the Los Angeles Chargers. And that's a guy that his ADP needs to rise. It's got to go up. It's got to go up a lot, too. Um, we kind of saw when Melvin Gordon missed time previously, Austin Eckler's usage went up a little, but not a lot. They always had another guy there that they used in that kind of Melvin Gordon role as far as, you know, being the first and second down, you know, between the tackles running back. And I think Justin Jackson fits that mold. I, I like this guy coming out of North. Western. And I, I think, you know, this landing spot now looks, looks pretty advantageous for him. So um, I think this is a guy that you can get, if you can get him outside the top 150, it's definitely worth rolling the dice on because it does not sound like Melvin Gordon is anywhere close to, to striking a deal with the chargers. And I think, I think if I had to bet, I think he's, he's missing a bunch of games. Um, I'll, I, I mean, he might be in the Kareem hunt territory as far as how many games he misses. So um, that's just my my opinion on the matter, but I think Justin Jackson is worth the dice roll at this point. Um, you know, at 176 currently is his ADP uh, on DLF um, at DynastyLeagueFootball.com looking at their Superflex rankings. So, yeah. Um, what do you guys got, Stompy? John? So I, I agree with you. I There's a lot of guys I like late here. Um, I, I, I did think about Justin Jackson there. I like Miles Boykin a lot. Um, Tony Pollard's still available late here, but though I'm guessing that his ADP is definitely jumped and we'll see that in the August ADP. Um, but the guy that I've kind of been falling in love with late is Darren Waller. Uh, if I'm not taking a tight end until really late, I really like Darren Waller. He is a 6'6", 250-pound tight end. Who ran a four four six forty? Converted wide receiver. I mean, but he's a monster, monster person who's athletic, and he's stepping into a role, uh, a tight end role in Oakland that saw, I believe, Jared Cook was tight end four or tight end five last season. Saw over a hundred targets. Now I don't think you can really expect that from Darren Waller. But when you're looking at he's probably going past tight like tight end three type range, and you could probably get at least tight end two numbers from him, you're getting a lot of return on investment there. And like I said, I mean, if you're if you're a punt tight end type person like I am, Darren Waller is definitely a target um, late in drafts. 
No, and I, I like that pick real quick. I, I really like that that a lot, Stompy. Um, you know, come week four when Antonio Brown's in a hot air balloon with his old helmet <laughs> and he's yeah, and he's he's puffing out his big chest or something, like Darren Waller is gonna be one of the few targets that they have that's reliable enough to to, to catch the ball. So um with the way things are going in Oakland, man, he it seems like he is gonna be one of those reliable guys that you can rely on game in and game out. So I like that pick. I, I really do. Even though it's a, a tight end, I think normally I wait on tight ends. So that would be a guy that would be on my radar for sure. Yeah, that was one that I considered. Tony Pollard was also a good one, but yeah, you're probably right. He's probably he's probably gonna jump quite a bit from his 206 ADP. So um, one last guy also going to go quite a bit higher in August, but I don't know that he'll necessarily jump into the 150 range just yet. Uh, but Darwin Thompson right now looks like I, man, it, Damian Williams is it had better stay healthy <laughs> because if, if he, if he goes down and Darwin Thompson takes over that job, I don't know that he's, that he's going to give it back. Yeah, I personally don't hate that. I personally don't hate that. I know that there's somebody who probably isn't very happy, um, but that's kind of been the case with you (laughs) in entire episodes. So that's nothing new. But um, but no, I I actually don't hate it. Um, I do feel like you know he he already jumped Carlos Hyde, which I mean, yes, Stompy, you were right. Carlos Hyde is the bigger jag. I will admit it. He he. That dude, uh, there's something wrong with him because I, I don't understand how he hit that wall so quickly. But he just stinks now, apparently. Um, and so I, I do, I do think that you know if Damian Williams does go down, that uh, Darwin Thompson, the door's open for him. And so we'll we'll kind of see whether or not he's talented enough to take that job away if that does happen. But um, I, I think he's worth a flyer at this point, isn't he? I mean, I don't. People people associate my hatred of not hatred, my lack of enthusiasm for Carlos Hyde for a hatred or for a love of Damian Williams. I don't like Damian Williams more is about opportunity with a high scoring offense. Now, Darwin Thompson is a favorite of Matt Waldman's. Many people know I'm a Matt Waldman disciple. I really respect Matt Waldman's work and Darwin Thompson's shown out in preseason. He's obviously jumped. Um, jumped Carlos Hyde the whatever the hell we're going to call him a, the jag of all jags um so uh, yeah i mean definite and and let let's be realistic like Damian Williams hasn't really shown to be better than average or he's probably he actually showed to be far worse than average before last season so he very easily could get his job taken so my lo- my my like for Damian Williams is more about opportunity, but if Darwin Thompson jumps him, um, I would not be surprised for to see him hold on to that job. Nice. Fair enough. All right. We, so we, uh, we ended up with some deep sleepers for you. Um, mostly at the running back position, although, uh, yeah, Michael Gallup and Darren Waller are both, uh, pretty interesting in PPR, um, as, especially for how late they're going. So, but we better wrap it up for the week. But before we do that, though, we've got to one more time. We've just got to celebrate the fact that Brian Hart is here. You're home. And, uh, man, it's just so good to have you here as as part of the super show, man. 
Oh, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. And I'm again, I'm just super excited to be here and, and really, really looking forward to uh, where this thing goes uh, in the next few months. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. I hope that that's uh, that it's useful for you as well. The uh, the I feel dirty calling it the reach around, not because of you know, the, the obvious connotation behind the term, but just the fact that it's actually coined by Paul Charchi. And so just want to make sure and give credit where it's due. That belongs to that man. Um, but, uh, it, I, I, they generally do it from more of a redraft perspective. So, um, in order to, uh, to put a super flex dynasty spin on it, um, I think we, we kind of had to steal the idea a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, put our own, our own twist on it but we're gonna wrap it up there for the week and as we do ask you for a quick favor if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts you can also subscribe to the dlf family of podcasts mega feed and get access to all of the great podcasts from dlf and once you're subscribed if you give us a rating and review not all podcatchers give you that option but on the ones that do those ratings and reviews help us to expand our reach get out to a larger audience involve more people in the conversation and from there we can really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you the listener and in the vein of listener interaction send us your trades on twitter at superflex show you can also send them to any one of us individually stompy's at ff stompy james is at underscore james the brain i'm at superflex dude brian it's at brian har ff correct yes sir nice yeah, so, I, I mean, you're already tagging Brian as, as part of the Trade Addicts podcast. I mean, uh, it, it, it starts with those guys. Those are those are the trading experts. So definitely keep sending them to trade at the Trade Addicts podcast to at Brian Har FF, at Dynasty Outhouse. Um, and, uh, but yeah, go in and, and go ahead and include the Super Show as well. And we can retweet them for you. Help you get more votes and comments. And sometimes we even bring them here on the podcast and analyze them. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Yeah.